Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. I am Yamla. I've been very open about the fact that I was not always good at making my relationships work. I have been divorced three times, twice from the same person. In other words, I have seen a lot and failed a lot in my relationships. So I am here to share with you what I learned along the way because I did take copious notes. Welcome to the R-Spot a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. I know this is probably going to rustle some people's feathers, and that's okay. We get caught up in the words... We get caught up in someone else's interpretation of how we should live. But what I know to be true is God, source, creator, whatever you want to call it, speaks to your heart. And sometimes what comes up in your heart totally contradicts the things we've been taught. And I say there really is no disconnect about what you need to do to honor yourself, to take care of yourself, and to be in alignment with the nature of your source. Follow your heart. Follow your heart, particularly for women. So I'm not telling anybody not to listen to the advice of their spiritual supporter, their spiritual guide. Please, the spiritual guide they're spiritual elders. I'm not saying that at all. But if something don't make no sense to you, check your heart. And that's exactly what I'm telling my next caller. Check your heart because that's where God is speaking. Okay. Greetings, beloved, and welcome to the R Spot. Thank you for calling in today. And what is your relationship challenge, issue, dilemma that we're going to nibble on together? So I, um, married for 17 years in the process of a divorce due to numerous infidelities outside children. Um, I had what broke the camel's back. It was a whole bunch of them. But when a lady called me and asked for him on my cell phone, I said, sorry, he's not him. I take a message. She said, uh, well, who's this? I said, his wife of 16 years. And who are you? His wife of 16 years and I'm pregnant for him? I said, I'm sorry you're going through all this, ma'am. How did you get my number? She was upset. How do you think I'm going to fight on first when this is routine? So that I, I blocked him January 2nd. I said, hey, please stop being messy. Control your hose from reaching me. Don't be so sloppy. And you will live your life. I'm moving on. I blocked him. It's been I filed for divorce. It's still pending because he's contesting it. He's contesting it. Okay. So... I just recently, not too long ago, learned about narcissism, and I don't understand how 17 years went by, and I didn't notice, 
the trends of that, what they call illness. So since I'm a Christian, I'm having a challenge with Christianity and what you're told, complain about nothing and pray about everything and staying in a marriage with all this dysfunction and you have to move on and heal or you just sit there and put the other cheek for the rest of your life. Oh, my Lord. Okay. Tell me how you are defining narcissism. Did you look that up with Professor Google? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I did. And I see a lot of videos about it from narcissists themselves because they say they were diagnosed already. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, that is him. I've been such a... How are you defining narcissism? Okay. He only worries about himself gaslight you. Everything is your fault. So, for instance, I he gave me his phone to see something on YouTube. A young lady, I saw all type of naked pictures. I go, who's this? He got upset. Why? Why were you in my phone? This is your fault. You shouldn't have been in my phone. What? <laughs> so, everything is your fault. It's never him. Well, you shouldn't have been in my phone. We wouldn't have this problem. Really? You know, I didn't... So everything is me. Nothing is him. He doesn't care. He's totally disconnected. Even though it's 17 years, I feel like I don't know him. Um, he he doesn't care emotions about anything. He tells me all that. Now I know, since I saw the symptoms of it, my mom could die right now. I wouldn't even cry. My, my brothers or anybody in my family, I don't know why I have this switch. It turns off and I can't turn it on. So... Now I understand. Once I saw in videos about narcissism, I'm like, that's what it is he got. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. What's the distinction, the difference that you make between narcissism and a broken little boy who grew up to be a broken little man? What's the distinction that you make? Mm-hmm. Since this is a sickness, one is childhood drama and another one is a sickness that you're born with from what I little information that I gather. So you think people are born narcissist? That's what. Or is it that their experiences lead them to that defense mechanism? Yes, I believe that something in their childhood caused them to. Yes. Yeah. All right. So you married a broken little boy who grew up to be a broken man. And you didn't see the signs, which I don't believe. I believe you saw the signs, but you didn't know what to call it. So you just said, okay, that's just how he is. I saw the wrong stuff, but being in the church, getting counseling from my pastor is, okay, I can't believe I have to sit here complain about nothing and pray about everything. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, that was, well, that, isn't it interesting that that was a man telling you that? You know, there's a scripture in the New Testament. I don't want to take the time to go find it. You know, there's several of them. One of them talks about when you give your daughter for marriage, that what the man has to give, you know, her, her worth and her worth in a particular weight. There's another scripture in there that talks about, I think it's beating the wife or beating the person that offends you. or I mean, there's so many things in the Bible that were written 
in a time that no longer is aligned with the times that we're living. That's true. I mean, how many goats, how many goats would you give for your daughter today? And what you going to do with a goat <laughs> in a condo in the city? Okay. How many rubles? Absolutely. You're correct. Absolutely. And as someone that's gone to seminary and done that level of training, I think people who read the Bible literally and then make adjustments for the changes in time do their do their flock a, a grave disservice, you know, because we pay attention to this part, but not attention to that part. So you got to pay attention to pray about everything, complain about nothing, but you won't take some goats for your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I remember hearing when someone asked you a question on Facebook, they ask you, Miss Yana, how do you deal with a narcissist? You laugh and said, you don't. <laughs> I, was, I was like that. You don't. Why are you? You don't. You know, and I was like, right. So I remember that. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if he was a narcissist, if he was a broken little boy, it, it, that none of that matters. What matters is where are you now? What are you choosing now? And how do you go about creating what it is that you want? See, we think that we have to be all up in somebody's psychosocial history, and we don't. And you can hook it on Christianity if you want to, most of which is men interpreting the word of God in a way that benefits them. Because the word also says, you know, it doesn't say this in the Bible, but when they marry us, they say, till death do you part. And I say, death of what? Death of communication, death of satisfying sex, death of financial support. Death of what? Till death of what do us part? Ooh, that's good. Because if, if you're not respecting me, if you're not honoring me, if you're not, you know, curling my toes in the bed, if you're not supporting me financially, if you're not treating me, if you're not living up to your part, then for me, the marriage is dead. And then now my struggle is, okay. Is it bad? Because again, this Christianity thing, how are you going to block him? You're the only Jesus he's going to see. I've been walking with him for 17 years. If he didn't get the Jesus, when are you going to he, You might be the only Jesus and you separating yourself. How are you going to see Jesus? I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe somebody else has to cross his path and show him because obviously well, can, I wasn't well, working. Can I, can I say this? Stop being a Christian and be more Christ-like. Stop being a Christian because that's a theology. That's a, a dogma. That's a set of behaviors and expectations. Be more Christ-like. So when Christ saw the man that was, that was um, possessed by demons, mm -hmm. he didn't try to talk to the demon. <laughs> he just cast the demons behind down there with the pigs. He didn't say, come on, demon, stop being a demon. He just cast it out. When Christ went into the temple and saw the people doing trading and doing the things that they were not supposed to do in the temple, he didn't have a, a community gathering and try to talk them out of it. He turned the darn tables over and told them to get the heck up out of there. So stop being a Christian and be Christ-like. Put an end to the things that don't honor God. And since you and God are one, put an end to the things that don't honor you. Period. So it's nothing wrong with blocking him to prevent because I need to heal and that contact, uh, even text. Does talking to does talking to him honor the God in you? 
does fighting with him honor the God in you? No. Does trying to figure out why he's wonderful child of God, cleverly disguised as a selfish narcissist, <laughs> does that honor the God in you? No, ma'am. So then don't do that. Stop being a Christian and be Christ-like. Yes, ma'am. Received. And don't ask another minister what you're supposed to do. Ask God. Got it. <laughs> Blocking him. Tell, tell me where in the Bible does it say, do not block your partner in the midst of a divorce? <laughs> tell me. Where's that scripture? <laughs> Is that Old Testament or New Testament? <laughs> no Testament. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have clarity. I appreciate it. I got it. Uh, okay. Turmoil is over. <laughs> Stop being a Christian and be Christ-like. And don't look in the Old Testament because then you're going to have to figure out how many goats the man <laughs> is going to have to give you when he tries to marry your daughter. Okay? Yes, madam. Thank you. <laughs> Stay in the New Testament. Okay. Thank you for your All time. Right. I love you. I love you back. Bye-bye. <laughs> when you let somebody talk you out of what you know, or you let somebody try to justify why you should do what you know you shouldn't do, you're always going to get in trouble. That's what my caller is learning. She knows something ain't right for her. She knows it's not good for her, but somebody's telling her to do it. Now, my next caller, she don't even know. <laughs> she doesn't even know that what she knows or what she knew, she's talking herself out of it. We'll talk to her when we come back. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of our favorite Netflix series, Bridgerton. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad, is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor, and meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. And I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. Welcome back to The R-Spot. I'm Iyanla, and today we're talking about that you got to know what you know. I've got a guest today who knows something, but somebody is telling her something else, or she's telling herself something else, acting like she don't know what she know, because she's young. She doesn't have the experience. So I want to help her understand. Listen to this. Greetings, beloved. Welcome to the R-Spot. I understand that you have a relationship dilemma you want to talk about today. Yes, good afternoon. Thank you for taking the call. Oh. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Thank you for calling. <laughs> and how can I support you today? Um, I need some advice. Uh, I'm 28. I'll be 29 next month. Um, I was in an eight-year relationship. 
I uprooted my life from D.C. to come down south to be closer to him. And it didn't work out. And the reason we started doing like pre-marriage counseling last year and everything was going good. But I just felt like he wasn't where I needed him to be at 30. Um, like, with, you know, having financial difficulties and things of that nature. And I was like, yeah, I'm going like, to let you get yourself together, but I'm just not dealing with it. Uh, so I cut it off in February, and uh, we talked here and there, uh, had a conversation. I thought everything was good. But back um, earlier this month, um, I heard some news that it was disheartening about who he really is. Um, I heard that he had, like, a substance issue with Coke, which I never knew about, never had any inclination about it. Um, I knew that he liked to party. One of the issues that we used to get into it about, because he liked to party, stay out to 530, not answer his phone, and things of that nature. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't want a husband like that. I don't want to deal with someone like that. Um, so that was another issue why I broke it off. He ended up going out one night to 530, not answering his phone. I was like, we're in couple therapy. If you can't walk on the straight and narrow, I'm just going to let it be what it is. So this entire time, I'm thinking he's getting himself together, but finding out that um, he was using coke and then finding out he's dealing with, like, other women and has moved on is, like, kind of hurtful and painful in a sense because I uprooted my life down south, don't know anybody, and tried to, like, make it work. Uh, When I confronted him with the information I found out, of course he lied, which is, like, even more painful um, and ever since then, he's been calling around, like, to friends trying to see who told me instead of, like, trying to, like, apologize for hurting me, for lying, like, the deceitfulness, the betrayal. Uh, and I'm just having a hard time, like, just moving forward and processing everything. Woo! Take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> you know... I, I love, I love, uh, you're what I call a youngin. <laughs> you're a youngin. And you went and into the two. Oh, Lord Jesus. Say, <laughs> bless, bless your pointed head. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. You went into this relationship at a critical time in your life. In that bride, what we call the, in the development of a woman's soul in the development of a woman's being, she goes through various stages. 14 to 19 is the princess time when she's, everything is about her and nothing is about her. Everything, you know, I want this, I want that, give me this, go give me, give me, give me, I want it. And it's all about her. And then no matter what goes wrong in her life, it ain't about her. Oh, that's about them. That's about them. That ain't about me. You went into this relationship at 20, 1920, when you were in the bride cycle. And the bride just wants to be chosen. Mm. She wants somebody to pick her among all of the other opportunities or possibilities. She wants somebody to choose her, to be her companion. She wants somebody to commit to her. She wants somebody to surrender their life and, and, and really make it all about her. She wants to be married. She wants to be a wife. She wants to be those things. She wants to be married. She hasn't really given a lot of thought to what it means to be a wife because that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> so you, w- you went into this relationship in the bride cycle. And to be chosen, 
to be the one, you uprooted your life. You picked up and moved closer to him. Eh, wrong. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's supposed to pick up and move to you, baby. He has to build the nest, not you. Now, that's not saying you did the wrong thing. Don't hear me saying that. I'm just saying that was driven by he's choosing me. He wants me. Let me go be with him. Does that make sense? Yes. So, unfortunately, because you were so young into your state, the development of your soul, you didn't have enough experience to know what to look for. You didn't have enough strength and power in your gut, in your belly. And you probably overlooked some things or discounted some things that were red warning signs. Ah, he ain't the one. Ah, he ain't the one. Ah, he ain't. But he's choosing me. Ah, he ain't the one. <laughs> but you didn't recognize the warning sign over his head because you were young. And then once you uproot and move and to be with him, you probably overlooked even more stuff. Little signs. Little things, because there's no way you can be with a person who's engaging in cocaine and not see the warning signs, darling. Unless your inexperience just blinded you. You tell me, which one was it? I think me thinking myself, I know myself thinking I have discernment about certain things. Uh, I knew he liked the party, but I I don't know. If I, I wouldn't say I turned a blind eye to it. I feel like he was just good at hiding it. Listen, do you want a husband that likes to party? No. <laughs> oh, so what the heck? <laughs> what are you talking about? Theologically speaking, I understand what you're saying, but emotionally, like, I have, like, we was in marriage counseling, trying to get everything together. I had my life planned out, and it's like, boom. And now I'm yeah. stuck down here for like a couple more months, um, not knowing anybody, why he's out with no care in the world. You are not stuck. United, American, Spirit, Southwest, they got a seat for you and they want you to buy it. (laughs) 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 I'm telling you, they got a seat for you. They got room for your luggage and your bag. There's a U-Haul truck with your name on it. (laughs) You ain't stuck nowhere. Amen. But you got to be willing to let go. And because you're still in that bride cycle, you're still hoping against hope. I agree. And the hustler in you is trying to figure out what do I need to do to make this right? And the Virgo in you is saying, oh, my God, I did the wrong thing. Because the worst thing you can be as a Virgo is wrong. (laughs) You can be fat. You can be ugly. But you can't be wrong. It's very embarrassing. Oh, very yes. Oh, yeah. You can tell me. Okay. Ask me how I know. Go ahead. Ask me how I know. <laughs> you know. None of your business. <laughs> 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 yeah. So you got a lot going on that don't have nothing to do with him. But let's start right here. You didn't have the experience, the life experience to really recognize the danger zone, and the bride in you wanted to be chosen, and he chose you. And you just let that run you into the bushes. (laughs) That's all it was. And you are doing the absolute correct thing, saying, "Ah, pump your brakes, 
No more of this. I'm not taking this in the 30. I'm not. Not taking this into 30. Now, I need a few minutes to heal this up, but I am not taking this into 30. So what do we do now? We'll talk about that right after this break. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of our favorite Netflix series, Bridgerton. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad, is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor, and meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. And I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. Welcome back to the R Spot. Let's get back to the conversation. This is all about the stages and the development of your soul as a woman. And you get another choice. You get to make another choice. You do not want a partying, coke dealing, philandering husband. You don't want that. Well, maybe you do. Is that what you want? No, I'm very clear that's not what I want. Well, call Spirit or United or JetBlue and get you a ticket or call U-Haul and get the heck on up out of there. Period. No questions asked, Virgo. Because, see, here's another, I can tell you, at my age, you're youngin' to me. Here's another Achilles heel of a Virgo personality. You will stay longer than is necessary, productive, or helpful because of your sense of loyalty. Would that be accurate? Ask me how I know. Go ahead. Ask me. Ask me how I know. You're a Virgo. No. (laughs) Unnecessary to stay any longer. Once the error is revealed to you, tuck your Virgo tail between your legs, put your pride in your purse. Put your big girl panties on, live with the fact, oops, as opposed to saying, I'm wrong, I did it wrong, I made a mistake, because that'll, that'll just, that's antithetical to your being. Instead of saying that, say, oops, <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> oops, oops, that didn't work. Let me get up out of here. How do you move forward? With your suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> How do you move forward? What's your suitcase? You do that later. Do that later. Do that. He's not going to apologize. He's a cokehead. Okay. That's ridiculous. (laughs) He's not going to apologize for what? (laughs) Oh, my God. You're trying to squeeze blood out of turnip. Forgive yourself, not him. How do you move forward? One step at a time. And if you can't step, crawl. And if you can't crawl, scooch. Get on your butt and scooch yourself up out of there. <laughs> You're 28. You can start all over. You got kids? No. Good. Yay. You did something good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, know how you, you know how you sit on your butt 
and scooch your butt along the floor. That's how you get up out of there. (laughs) Scooching, crawling, dragging quickly. (laughs) And be grateful and keep it moving. And you know what? Before you turn 30, you'll go back and analyze all of this so you don't make this mistake again. Stay single for the next year. Leave that crazy right there where it is. You got a job? You got a career? You got an education? You got a degree? What do you do? Um, yes, I work for the federal government. I have a very good job, and I have multiple degrees. Okay. Will they, <laughs> will they, will they transfer you to another location? Yes. August 1st, I will know where I'm going. I'm trying to get back to D.C. <laughs> um, well, I, you know, you can come, you can go back there if you want to. They're getting ready to blow D.C. up, but that's a whole nother conversation. You can go anywhere <laughs> in the world. You can go go to Italy. <laughs> I mean, he, listen, forget the fact that that didn't work with him. You are free. You have no babies. You got good credit? Yes. Go buy a new car. <laughs> <laughs> Go buy a new car and get you some good new panties and scoot yourself up out of there. Leave his butt right there. Change your number. Block his number. It's a mistake, baby. It's okay. And it's you did it young. Yay. And you didn't involve children. Yay. And nobody's going to know that you spent eight years with crazy except you. And then when you feel ready. Because you can't take too much at a time. You'll beat yourself up. When you feel ready, look back and say, what was the sign that I missed, ignored, denied? What was the sign? What was I telling myself that made me think it would be okay to marry a man that likes to party? What what, what was I telling myself? That's the kind of analysis that you will be able to do. You can't do it right now because right now you're embarrassed. Right now you're hurt. Does that make sense? Yes, ma'am. How is he behaving? Well, you know what? I don't even care. <laughs> don't tell I'm about me. To say, I don't know. <laughs> don't know. Don't care. I just know after eight years, we'll like have a conversation or some type of a level of respect or friendship. But I know that will never be. So I just have to accept that. I think that's the hardest thing, accepting um, what the reality is now. That's the Virgo, staying loyal and connected long after it is necessary, productive, or helpful. Mm. Let me tell you a story. Can I tell you a story? You know, I always got a story. Can I tell you a quick story? Okay. So I was married, and my husband was acting a little wonderful. I'll call it wonderfulness. (laughs) I had just had a baby. I think she was maybe five, six weeks old. I was in the house one day washing laundry, doing the laundry. We had a washing machine, but I had to hang my clothes on the clothesline, which I love. I love the way clothes smell when they're on the clothesline, but that's not important. Doorbell rings in the middle of the day, which was strange, but okay. I go to the doorbell. Now, mind you, my husband hadn't come home the night before. Hadn't come home, (laughs) which was a frequent occurrence. He didn't come home. And whenever I'd asked him, he'd make me wrong. Were you asking me about, I told you I was blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine, whatever. Go to the door, and there's these two women standing at my door, an older woman and a younger woman. And I open the door, can I help you? And they say, are you Charles's wife? And I, the older woman was speaking, and I said, yes. Who are you? She said, well, I'm so-and-so, and this is my daughter, such-and-such. 
And we want to know, I want to know, why you won't give Charles his divorce so he can marry my daughter. (laughs) 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 I said, excuse me. (laughs) Now, I'm already on the verge of postpartum depression, okay? And I got these two women standing at my door. Ain't seen my husband in over 36, 48 hours, however long. And you asking me why I don't give him the divorce so that your daughter can marry him. This is a mother standing at my door ready to give her daughter to a man who is unfaithful to his wife. Mm. I want you to understand that. So I just looked at them and I said, wait a minute. Hold on. I went inside and I got some black trash bags. I went through the closet. I pulled his clothes out with the hangers on them. (laughs) I put them in the trash bags. I went through his drawers and scooped up his underwear and everything, put him in the trash bag. I got his clothes off the clothesline and put him in a bag. I dragged them three bags to the door and I said, here, take them. Wait a minute. I went inside and got his dog, put the leash on the dog and gave them the dog and slammed the door in their face. Okay. (laughs) You can have him. Take him with a five week old baby. Oh, no. What is your line in the sand, beloved? Right. I knew he was. I knew he was sleeping around, but I had a line in the sand. The line in the sand was them women showing up at my door. I'm not doing that. Not doing that with you. What's your line in the sand? The coat. Bang. Call Spirit. <laughs> Call United. <laughs> Call American. <laughs> or buy you a new car and get you a U-Haul trailer. How about that? I agree. Which I already knew. <laughs> I agree. Time for me to go. Yeah. And go happy. Go happy in your new car. (laughs) If you buy an airline ticket, get a first class ticket. You got good credit. (laughs) And don't look back until a year from now so that you can see yourself. It ain't about him. It's about you. Okay. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Call me and let me know where you land. I will. Thank you so much. All right, my love. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I find it so interesting when women act like they don't know what they know. (laughs) Older women, younger women, we act like we don't know what we know. And then the big mistake is that we'll go outside of ourselves and ask somebody else for information to contradict what we know. And then when it blows up in our face, we act like we didn't know what we knew. (laughs) You got to know what you know. And even if you don't want to know it, You got to do what you know you need to do. This is all about knowing. I hope this has been helpful to someone. And if you have a question about this or any other relationship issue, you can call me live at 775-307-7768. Now be sure to follow me on social media for all of the call-in times. And until then, stay in peace and not pieces. The R-Spot is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then, fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd.